So stay tuned. I feel, I see God's angels. I see. Yes, we got God's angels bringing us the word for Sunday worship. I see God's angels. I see God's angels marching. Oh, I see God's angels marching. Oh, I hear God's angels shouting. So let's get prayed up and hear the word from my special feature preacher, Hear ye the word. Scrolling through life, scrolling through lies. Look at the truth inside my eyes. Whether we win or whether we fail, the title of this message is Lies, wife, I don't know. I'm not sure if I really understood who the devil was until this season of my life. I guess no one would talk to the devil if they knew it was the devil. Right. Right. Because the idea is, it's the the one with the red horns and the pitchfork. But that's not really how the devil shows up these days. Nope. Nope. The devil shows up in subtle conversations, offering you a slight detour from the thing that you know is right. He offers a flesh course correction, leading you straight to hell. Hoping that you get weary from the journey and give up along the way. Ask me how I know. Strange that all this preaching and all this shouting and all this singing that I've been privy to around the world for my whole life. And all it took was four short months to show me who I wasn't. I was talking to some of the leaders at my church and I said, why do I always feel like I'm the one that's got to go ahead and, and, and say what other people aren't saying? I, I, wish that, I wish that I didn't have to say it, but, but today is just one of them days. And so I'm gonna just tell it to you like it is. Um, tell it. You need to tell everybody you know, text them right now, tell them 
tell them click on right now tell them log in right now tell them come holler at me right now because um, it's time to tell the truth yep time to tell the truth there's a scripture I want to read and then I'm going to share some things from my heart and then we're going to see if Jesus is going to reveal himself John chapter 8 Jesus was speaking to Jewish leaders. They were having an intense conversation. And what's interesting is I shared this scripture a few weeks ago, but I saw something different and I'm seeing something different. So I'm sharing it with you. For those who don't know me, my name is John. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When I grew up in church and they would quote that scripture, you could hear the people. Mm -hmm. I know that's right. <laughs> the truth will make you free. Okay. And it sounded good. And the call and response sounded great. But the reality is, very few people want truth. Yeah. I've learned that. Yep. I've learned it in the way that I see myself. Like I've learned it in the way that I've had to face things I've never faced. Oh, yeah. And I'm not the only one. You, yep. you, and you yep. sitting over there in the blue chair. Come on. And you over there on the brown couch. Come on. You've had to face it too. Face the truth. They answered Jesus, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Oh, yeah. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The title of the message is The Lies We Tell Ourselves. Woo, woo. You know, Come on. there's a distinct difference between Lies. discipleship and church-based entertainment. One of them is uncomfortable, confrontational, and ultimately eternal. The other is emotional, uh, mildly serviceable but absolutely temporal church based entertainment tickles the emotions touches the palate highlights my preferences and then allows me to skip out of its presence feeling like I've just enjoyed a wonderful Broadway production mm. But a discipleship-based relationship with Jesus causes you to face you in ways that you would normally never desire to, wish to, or have ever had the opportunity to. And I find myself understanding that for me, there have been areas where I have welcomed surface entertainment-based Christian expression eschewing the reality of 
a more demonstrative hard right turn into the area of Christian discipleship. But I was reading something in the word that was very striking and it says that judgment begins in the house of God first. Yes, it does. Which means before I open my mouth to tell someone who's never heard about Jesus what's coming, I may want to turn to see what's coming for me. Yep. Holy God. Now I felt the Holy Ghost right there. Yep. Before I shout at you about what you're doing wrong, I may want to take a look in my bag and see what's in there that needs to come out of there. Oh yeah. The truth is, we've been lying to each other for a long time. When my man asked me a bunch of questions, hey, how you doing? My first response was, I'm good, I'm fine. Hey, how's your family? Family's great. Marriage is great. Hey, how's the church? Great. But the truth is more nuanced than headlines. My prayer, what I believe God wants us to get to by the power of the Holy Spirit is get past the headlines and get to the meat of the subject. How are you doing? How is your heart? How is your family? How are your children? And it's okay to say, I'm struggling. I'm really in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Because the example that I just set for you in the expression of pushing away the opportunity for real dialogue is something that we do every day. Yep. It's so easy to lie. You don't even know you're doing it. Uh, and I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm My blessed. health is great. No, it's not. My health is not great. I need to change. I need to make decisions that line up with the repentant heart that I say I have. God's been good to me. And now I must take personal responsibility to add upon the grace that has been given to allow me to get to this moment. But now I'm going to have to add something to it. Oh, man, my family is blessed. You and I both know that there are areas that we need to work on. Yeah. That's what this pandemic allowed quarantining, sitting in the house with the people closest to you so that you would have to face the uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And as you and I face those areas, it is my prayer that you will take an honest look, an honest assessment at what needs to change, what needs to go, and what needs to be brought in. Yep. I'm sitting here praying, screaming, shouting, dancing, prophesying fighting for your family and I'm just now realizing that I'm I'm just now consistently putting the anointing oil on my own is that to say that I am a bad person no it is to say that I'm not here to beat up on you about what you're not doing without offering myself some areas of accountability yep But I also know the wisdom in sharing certain things and leaving certain things to the Holy Spirit because there is a very distinct difference between this idea of public proclamation and private process. Because you can shout all day in the public and some things are for public consumption, but then there are other things that are a part of a private process. My prayer for you 
is that you will discern the difference because you don't owe anybody any explanation oh. about your process. No. That's the Holy Spirit working in you to bring about the will of the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. So you don't have to explain to anybody. Stop being shamed Thank about you. the areas where you and I still have work to do. Yep. No one has the right to hold you hostage to the places where you're still in process. Amen. Amen. It's your process. Amen. It's your walk. Amen. It's your opportunity for discipleship development. Amen. So stop lying, telling everybody it's all good when it's not. What I did when the brother asked me how I was doing, I literally stepped to the edge of deliverance. And with my own mouth, I bound myself back up. Do you know God can offer you an opportunity to get free, but if you don't take it, you will keep yourself locked up? Yep. Stuck. Stuck in the past. God is saying, Amen. you can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Oh, yeah. Which means find people in your life that you cannot lie to, even if you tried. Thank you. Amen. Amen. When you're gifted, you can hide. But there are some people who can see that your slip is showing. <laughs> and in this season, particularly for believers, you need some people that will tell you your slip is showing. Oh, yeah. You need people that are not so enamored with who you are that they don't tell you what it is. Come on. Tell it. Preach. We all need honest voices. Yep. Preach. The problem is we've been believing our own lies so much that when truth shows up, we think it's the lie. Oh, because we've lived the lie for so long that we think it's the truth. Yep. Preach. Man. Amen. Reference the scripture that we just read. John Preach. chapter 8. Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Then the Jews that were gathered said, yo, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage to anyone. Um, excuse me. I recall that uh, in uh, the book of Exodus, y'all had been in bondage for 400 years. Y'all were the descendants of Abraham in bondage for 400 years. You're looking at the one that created the whole universe and had the audacity to tell the creator whose blood sets you free that you were free and have never been in bondage. <laughs> Jesus said, look, anybody who commits sin is a slave to sin. And what Jesus was saying is, first of all, y'all so off. I'm not even going to get into a theological construct because it's clear that the children of Abraham were in bondage for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. So your argument is already off. In fact, you're lying. Ooh, you lying. Why you always lying? Stop all that lying. You need to stop lying. Stop living. Who's the first person you need to stop lying to? Lying to yourself. Yourself. We create these these narratives and scenarios that all is well and everything's good when the truth is some of us are wounded. Some of us are hurting. Some of us are living in an alternate reality. 
Some of us act as if this whole thing is not affecting us. It's not a lie. Uh, if you tell somebody to to uh, seek counsel, it's not wrong counsel. to tell somebody I'm hurting, I'm wounded. Oh, that's I'm a lack lonely. of faith. You're Say letting that. the devil in. No, here's I'm how you really let the devil wrong. in. Come on. That smile, that hollow, Amen. empty church smile Come on. that says all is well when your house is falling apart Come on. and your mind is falling apart Come on. and your body is falling apart. Come on. And you're not allowed to shed the tears oh, yeah. because you're around people that that say if you cry, then you you don't have faith and, 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 and they want you to become a character. Oh, no. But then the people who end up blowing their brains out or hanging themselves in the closet because they didn't have a safe outlet to tell the truth are now the fruit of of the religious construct that wants us to be something that we actually are not so stop lying stop so lying. that you can get free Amen. for whom the sun sets free is free indeed and you need a praise break in your house Amen. and let the praise break be a break from the facade that you have to be okay when the truth is some of us are not Okay, not okay. The lies we tell ourselves. The lies. Woo! Tell a lie. So Jesus Amen. has a conversation. Lying to yourself. And he says, if you're going to really know the truth, Come on. I'm the truth. And the right. truth will make you free. So it's just a couple things I, I want you to do today. If you're oh, yeah. hurting. Come on. If you're wounded, yeah, wounded, hurt. Number one, be honest. Oh yeah, I ain't telling you about that. Oh, I was ooh. at the edge of deliverance. Amen. When the question was presented, "How are you doing?" Not so. Good. I gave the generic answer, and we often give the generic answer because we do not Tired want to unwrap truth. Tired of games. Now I can understand that. Come on. The reality is, you need someone that you trust enough to tell you the truth. Tell the truth. What is love? What is love? Love is giving somebody the weapons to kill you, but they choose not to use them. Ooh, what? <laughs> Say that again. You need somebody in your life that you can just lay it all out and they can take it and if they use it, it would wound you deeply. But if they steward it right, you'll be healed. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. The reason why I'm wearing this shirt today is not only because it's super fresh and it's a relentless shirt, but because this is what I'm striving for in my own life. Ooh. I'm tired of being divided. I'm tired of having to be one thing for y'all on the internet drive home feeling completely defeated because the level of demonic warfare and attack that's on leaders particularly those who are sincere in their walk and in their calling is so profound you need to pray for your pastors you need to pray for your leaders you need to pray for their families the same way you pray for your own oh yes because the spirit of loneliness comes over us like a warm blanket the spirit of depression. We feel all the things of the people that we cover. If you do it right, and Jesus did it right, and the Bible says he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. 
It's not a pretty picture, but it's what I want to paint for those who need to understand that some of us are carrying more than you know, and we need you to check. And I need you to check on each other. Yes. And don't settle for the surface answer. No. Use the discernment that you've been given by the Holy Spirit yes. and keep pushing yes. until you get to the place where you have peace yes. that the person that you're assigned to is telling you the truth. Oh, yes. Don't allow for the lies we tell ourselves to remain. Yes. Unseat, uproot the lie yes. so that freedom can come in. Yes. Oh, yes. Jesus then says, I'm telling you, I say to you, whoever commits a sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house, but a son. I need you to know that God has not changed his mind about holiness. It's funny, the more I think about it, I've heard it, but I've never really embraced it. Because I thought holiness was, a, was for the people who went to the holiness church. Mm. Well, God's church is holy. So therefore, denomination has nothing to do with the sanctification of each of us. And I'm admonishing you, lovingly encouraging you to do what I have had to do. Make a hard right turn. Do vigorous self-introspection. Look at your life and see if there's anything that doesn't line up with God. Anything that the enemy can feed on. As Jesus was getting ready to die on the cross, he told the people gathered, he said, the enemy's coming, but he finds nothing in me. He has nothing in me. What Jesus is saying is that the enemy will look for anything to cling to in order to invalidate who you are, what you carry, and what you're called to fulfill. And I want to make it clear that your anointing is not up for debate. Your gift is not up for debate. But holiness is also not up for debate. God still expects for us to walk out this word. So if there's any area of sin in your life, you need to address it and you need to tell that devil to get out. You need to repent. There were areas of my life that I've had to repent and turn. And here's the thing in this season with so much going on and so much pressure, it's very easy for you and I to placate sin and to allow it to come in and pet it like a, a puppy or, or our favorite pet and allow it to be in your house. But little do you know, it only feeds little by little. But the Bible says sin full grown gives birth to death. So stop telling yourself the lie that it's just a little habit. It's just a little sin. It's just a little this. It's just a little that. It's just a little sex. It's just a little weed. And I know some of y'all are like, well, weed is legal in some states. You know what I'm talking about. Don't be trying to get out of what I'm saying. And stop laughing because it's not funny. But my point is this. That little thing can become a deadly thing. And I'm telling you, I don't know who it's for. Stop playing with the devil because he is not playing with you. The only reason some of us are still alive is because of the grace of God and the prayers of our mothers, fathers, grandparents, and loved ones who said, God keep them alive until they get into purpose. Don't let sin rob you of your purpose. Sin is still a real thing. Jesus said those who commit sin are a slave to it. You can't play with lust. 
It can't be compartmentalized. Sin cannot be contained to one area. You cannot manage devils. They don't listen to you. When you let them in, they take over and wreak havoc. And they set up generational platforms, hoping that you don't understand the power of the blood, the power of your mouth to cast out demons. And when you do, you cast them out, not only for you, but for all the generations that are coming after you. Oh, yeah. I recently put up a social media post about my dad. and I hypothetically asked my father, who I saw probably only four or five times, when did you give up? When did you stop fighting? Because the truth is there were areas of my manhood where I was ready to give up, stop fighting. And I know some of you say, oh, Pastor John, I bind that devil. Listen to me first, because I want you to hear, because sometimes we run straight to prayer and miss the man All right. or the woman. We need to listen to people's true condition before we just try to pray their humanity away. Come on. Because some things are the cry of a heart that just needs to be heard. Yep. Sometimes all some of us need is a listening ear. That's all. And if you just hear me, then you'll know how to pray for me and stand with me. Oh, yeah. Because some things God is not going to allow us to not face. Some stuff you can't pray away. Nope. Ooh, I know you don't like that. But I was talking to one of our staff pastors, Pastor Myron Brooks, and and and. We were talking about this message and 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 I said, everybody wants a miracle. But but sometimes you need to work. Sometimes yeah. you need to face some things. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you need to walk this out with a counselor, oh, yeah. certified Christian counselor, not just your prayer partner on the other side of the phone, because Jesus is not magic. He is miraculous. Amen. Amen. And we act like church is magic. But you know, the thing about magic it's not real. That's right. Do you really think that that magician saw the person in half and put them back together? Nope. If you really thought that somebody sawed somebody in half in front of you, you would not be sitting there, oh, that was wonderful. Oh, that was great. Look at the toes is twitching. No, you'd be like, ah, oh my God, they dead. <laughs> you know it's magic. And that's the problem with the church. We think it's magic that you can snap your finger and depression goes away. You can snap your finger and your marriage is magically healed. Or you can snap your finger and the relationship between you and your kids is back to where it should be. Or you can snap your finger and that lust demon leaves. Or you can snap your finger or that addiction walks away. You can't snap your finger and ta-da, and magic makes it go away. No! Some of us got to fast and pray. Some of us got to get on our face. Some of us have to cry out to the Lord. Some of us need to call on the Holy Ghost and say, God, deliver me from this thing. This devil's got me wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. But the blood is available to you today to get free from that thing. Stop lying to yourself. You can't manage it anymore. You can't handle it any longer. You're running out of time. So stop running while you have time. My body looks like my struggle. My legs are skinny and my top is big. You know why? 
I've been running so long and carrying so much. What have you been carrying? What have you been running from? Tell me about you, Jacob. Yes, you, ma'am, Jacob. What are you talking about? Genesis. Go read it. Jacob, you know, the grandson of Abraham, Jacob, the liar. That's a shame. He lied. He lied all the time. He was a trickster. He was a supplanter. He was a liar. He got it from his granddad. Before you start judging people, you might want to know their history. Why they drinking? Because their mama drank. Their father drank. He drank his pain away. He also drank his liver away. He drank his purpose away. That's a shame. Don't judge. Because you got some stuff in your family line too. And if you're not careful, that sucker will come visit you and punch you right in the face. And you won't even know what hit you. Sometimes God allows it so to keep you from pride and keep you from judgment. Abraham lied. Hey, Abraham, that girl is fine. Her name is Sarah, right? Yeah. Who is that to you? Um, my, my sister. Abraham lied multiple times. And God had to intervene so that nobody would take Abraham's wife. God went to a non-believing Pharaoh into his dream and said, if you touch her, I'm coming after you. And the Pharaoh was like, why didn't you tell me? My dreams were troubled. I was getting ready to take your wife. Abraham was insecure. He felt like he didn't deserve Sarah because she was so beautiful. He had low self-esteem. And instead of being bold, like, yeah, that's my woman. What's up, cuz? He was like, well, it's my, it's my sister. He, he literally was willing to give away his covenant to coddle his insecurity. What have you been trying to give away that God keeps bringing back to you? Stop giving away your purpose. Stop giving away your destiny. Stop running from your calling. Stop running from the things of God. Stop running from the love of God. Stop running. Stop lying. Because no matter what you do, God's not going to let you run away. He's not going to give your blessing to anybody else. It's yours to steward. It's yours to manage. And it is yours to build with. You need to do a praise break in your house. You might as well. I don't know what you're waiting on. I'm just telling you what you should do. The lies we tell ourselves is that we are unworthy. We are inadequate. We don't deserve it. We're not good enough. The lies we tell ourselves line up with the lie that the enemy has been whispering in your ear. You need to go ahead and face the fact that God thinks you're amazing. He has made up his mind about you and he's not changing it. Stop receiving the lie of the enemy as the truth of your reality. Now I feel God's presence because we tell ourselves so many lies. I talked about my dad and I put up this picture of said, and it was almost like, when did you give up? When did you stop fighting? When did you 
embrace the lie. Some of us have been holding a lie like our pillow at night. I want you to divorce the lie today that you are unworthy, that you are unloved, that no one understands you. It's how the enemy isolates you. I found myself in the same place. I'm misunderstood. No one gets it. This is how you end up under the broom tree, uh, uh, prophet. This is how you, you end up right at the mouth of the cave, Elijah. This is how you end up in, in barren places. This is how you end up alone, believing the lie that there's no one there. Find your tribe. Tell the truth to your circle. Get free from the past. And let me tell you something. In this season, God is uprooting lies and he's exposing liars. It's a whole lot of online church and online this and that. And all of a sudden, it's a bunch of new prophets and new apostles and new pastors and teachers. And I'm, I'm here to tell you straight up, everybody that's talking is not anointed. You understand me? And my biggest challenge is I've been so afraid to embrace the totality of who I am that I never fully agreed with who God said I was. And so I minimized myself because I didn't want people to think that I was trying to be too much. Come on. Hey, yo, them days are over. Amen. I'm amazing because God made me amazing. Amen. I'm anointed because God made me. Anoint. He anointed me. He anointed you. He's crafted you for oh, purpose. Yes. So why in the world would you be less than what he made you, especially right now? You got a bunch of false Christ and false prophets yep. and false this and that running around manipulating the minds of weak men and lies. women hoping to gather a crowd to themselves. Yep. And if the shoe don't fit, then don't say, ouch, I'm not talking to you. Yep. I haven't named a name. But if you're watching this and you got mad, then I'm probably talking to you. But the reality is God's exposing Amen. everything that's not him Amen. in this season because the lies we tell ourselves are being uprooted and the ones who are lying to the people are being exposed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful to God. Amen. Because it's time out for telling these games. Woo, time playing Telling games. these lies. Telling these games and lies. It's time for us to do the uncomfortable thing. Woo, yes. It's time for us to do the heavy Tell lifting. The truth. It's time for you to lift some weights. Come on. Let's go. Amen. There's three things that I need you to do. Number one, we have to work. I know, I know you're like, but Jesus completed the work on the cross. I know I'm not saying that. I'm not talking about your salvation. I'm talking about your humanity. Come on. How you reconcile the distance between your soul salvation and, and the discipleship that you walk out in the earth. You got to work. Come on. Number one, we have to work. Jesus said, we must work while it is day for the night is coming when no man can work. You need to work. There are certain things that God will do. Then there are other things that you and I must do. Come on. And so to unseat the lies that we tell ourselves, we're going to have to do some work. Some of it is spiritual. Much of it is mental. That's why we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, Amen. which means you need to get to a counselor, clinical psychologist, perhaps a mental health professional yep. that can help you in times like these. Yep. It's imperative that you have 
credentialed voices speaking into your life. Come on. You do not only need your cousin giving you street wisdom. You know, a bird in the hand beats two in the bush. God helps those who help themselves. He said, if you make one step, I'll make two. He didn't say that. That's not in the Bible. It sounds good, but that's not what it says. What it says is his strength is made perfect in our weakness. I've got a great high priest who is not unfamiliar with the pain of my humanity. Come on. He was in all points tempted, yet was without sin. Hear me, be a slave to no man, to no woman, right. to no thing, to Thank no you. habit. Thank Get you. free and stay free. Amen. And you stay free by staying in the word and staying accountable to the right people and then doing the necessary work to tell your body what to do. Your spirit tells your body what to do, not the other way around. Come you got some work to do. Right. Number two, we have a will. We got to work, but we also have a will. What does that mean? You're going to need to choose. What your man Joshua say? What? Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Hey, today is as good a day as any to choose whom you will serve. Come on. Make your choice. Yep, make a decision. And I'm not saying that to you in some angry way. Come on. I got saved when I was seven. I've been walking with Jesus 40 years. And I've had to make my choice again and again and again come on and you'll have to make that choice daily the bible says you die daily to your flesh which means you live daily in the spirit you've got to will you've got to make a willing willful decision to serve god i'm not telling you something that i don't have to do but the truth is the same devils that came after my dad coming after me yep they got him they got my uncle but they won't get me did you hear what i said amen i'm not dying here amen i'm not dying in a moment of transition amen i've been walking with the lord 40 years Amen. 40 that's that number again and you know what happens at 40 come on come out of the wilderness you come out of midian amen you come out from the process 400 years you come out of slavery amen 40 years but I also have a will. Amen. I can choose to follow Holy Spirit. Come on. Or follow the inclination of my heart. Amen. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Amen. So I'm not trusting my heart. Come on. I'm trusting the heart of the Holy Spirit Amen. that's inside. Amen. That has been created in me. Create in me a clean oh, heart yes. and renew a right spirit in me. Oh, yes. Cast me not away from your presence oh, yes. and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Oh, then yes. I'll teach transgressors your ways. Amen. Psalm 51. We got to work. We have a will. Amen. Then we got to walk. Go ahead. Start walking around your house. Come on. Get up. <laughs> walk. Yep. You need to walk. This is a moment where you take all that you've learned and you start implementing it and applying it to your life. Yep. Amen. For me, I got more walking to do. I need to get some stuff up off my life. I need to get some demons up out of our family line. And I need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to know what to say and when to say it and how to do it to make sure that they never come back. Come on.
because the demons that I don't defeat in my life, my children will have to fight multiplied and I can't let that happen. No, we can't let it happen. The truth is, y'all, I've been weary. I know what it's like to get weary. weary. What does scripture say? Don't be weary in well-doing. For you shall reap a reward if you faint not. And after you do the work, after you uh, address your will, 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 and after you walk, walk. then you're going to have to wrestle. Wrestle. Mm. Yeah. There's a little bit of Jacob in all of us. Nobody told more lies to themselves than my man Jacob. Mm. And yet and still, here comes God wrestling with a liar. Liar. So what makes you think he won't come wrestle with you? Oh, yeah. Liar. Religious demons will make you say you're not worth a visit from God. I'm here to tell you that God will meet you in the middle of the night. Yep. Why are you still running? Yep. Nobody ran like Jacob. He ran from everybody, ran from Esau, ran from his mama, ran from his father, ran from his father-in-law. Then he sent his wives and his children away. He ran from everything, ran all the time until he couldn't run anymore. And at the Ford Yabok, here comes the living God to wrestle with him, not to shame him, not to beat him, not to belittle him, but to make him, to unveil and reveal to him who he actually was because he had told so many lies that he believed them. And... Finally, at the end of wrestling, the angel of the Lord said, what's your name? He was like, Jacob. I'm a liar, man. Liar. I'm this, I'm that. Insert whatever thing you think disqualifies you from the presence of God and the calling of God. And God says, man, that was all I was waiting on. Lying to himself. You know what? Let me unify both sides of who you are. Yes, that's the process that got you here. But your name is Israel. Come on. For you have contended with God and with man and have prevailed. Before I die, I am going to be one man. I battled in my flesh, but my spirit is emerging. And I need both to get my goal or my calling accomplished. I need my body to do the will of God in the earth. But I need my spirit to be unlocked and unleashed so that I can walk out and fully function in the purpose wherewith I have been called. So you gotta work, manage your will, and you gotta walk, and then you gotta wrestle. When you wrestle, you get that name change. Amen. Stop lying to yourself. Thank you. And to anybody who says they're a pastor or a preacher or a prophet or an apostle or any of that stuff, but you're really not, stop lying. Stop lying to these people. Ooh, yes. Stop lying to yourself. Yep. Because whatever you and I are, God's going to deal with us first. Oh, yeah. Ask me how I know. Oh, yeah. Judgment begins at the house of God first. So this is a word of warning to those who are fleecing the sheep and playing games with people's souls for your own personal benefit. You better stop. Sick of the games. And for every wicked, godless voice that uses manipulation to shatter the hearts and expectations of people and give a distorted picture of who God is, this is your warning. Stop lying. Stop 
lying. Woo! And John Gray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for this message, Pastor Gray. Thank you for this message. So many people need to live, hear this. So many of, of us are lying to ourselves. So many of us. So many. Because we don't know no, no better. Or we're ashamed. Stop being ashamed. And, 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 and get on our knees and humble up. And, and, and tell the truth just to yourself. Because like you say, you start, you tell the lies so much, you're starting to believe, believe your own lie. And live it. And live your own lie. And act like your own lie. I've seen people telling, I can, you can practically tell that they're lying at all. You look at all the TV and they're talking and interviews and telling lies. And you can kind of tell that, you can tell that they're telling lies. They don't even see themselves. They can't see themselves. They can't even see that they are telling a lie. And they don't even hear themselves. They don't hear how they sound. They don't know that they sound like they're telling a lie. So thank you, Pastor Gray. Thank you for this message. I hope a whole lot of hearers hear it. And a whole lot of liars hear it. And I hope they can fight off that devil and have their will and make a decision to get rid of the devil that's making them tell a lie and try to live that lie. Try to lie and try to live the lie and believe in the lie. Woo! Thank you for this message. Oh. I feel, yes I feel, oh I feel God's angels change the world. Old school Queenie. Sunday worship. I hear, I feel, I see God's angels. And what brought Pastor Gray to my attention for my Sunday worship was I was listening to uh, Frank Ski's show, radio show, uh, last week or so, the month of July. And I stumbled on Frank Ski interviewing. Reverend, uh, Reverend Pastor John Gray from Lakewood Church or, and asking him about uh, some questions. Frank Ski and um, uh, uh, Nina were asking him and interviewing him. So I was just sitting there listening and I just decided to catch her, capture a couple of uh, interviews and, and all that they questions that they were questioning him about and I like that statement but I missed it by the time I scrambled to catch my uh, recorder the answer that he gave Nina I was thinking uh, about he missed his father and he wished his father was in his life I missed that because I wanted that for my topic Tuesday um to share with with uh, my Black Fatherhood Topic Tuesday, and I missed I didn't get my recorder out in time, and I did not. I'm so busy sitting there and listening and enjoying the interview that I, when he said all about his father and what all had happened and all in his life, I jumped up and scrambled too late and missed it. But I did capture a couple other questions that he answered from Frank Ski and uh, 
Nina. So I'm going to share just a little bit of what I captured from their interview on what, what station was there? I don't remember what station is. It's not WHUR. What station? It was 90. It was, yeah, it was WHUR, Frank Ski, I think. So I'm sharing a little bit because he, uh, uh, the sermon that I just played was last year in June 2020. This interview was July 2021. So I only caught a couple snippets and I want to share it. That's it. Enough for who I'm called to be. And I'm enough for her. She is an unbelievable woman. She's not weak. She didn't stay because she didn't have options. She stayed because she's committed to her vows. Mm. And the vows for better or for worse. She's a phenomenal gift. She's an entrepreneur. She's the backbone of the church. Church don't go without her. Okay. She's the CEO. She runs it and she knows how. But more than that, she sees me. And what's crazy is she saw me and saw the worst and chose to stay. That to me is power. And so I love her. There's nothing I won't do for her and there's nothing I won't give. People hated on me for the Lambo I got her. Mm -hmm. You're going to be real mad for what Ooh. I'm going to do next. Ooh. You know, <laughs> and it don't have nothing to do with church money either. I save mine. Okay. I want to ask you about that real quick since we're talking about social media and how they tried to come for y'all. What's the deal with the whole Derek Jackson thing? Yo, I don't even, Derek, <laughs> I feel like this. The guy came after me when I was at a low point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he went through his thing. So somehow he put my name in it and I just wasn't for it that day. And I was like, you remember that time? Yeah. When, you know, when I came after you? No, I don't. Because that's not who I am. So it was, it was basically like, keep my name out your mouth. Right. Don't try to deflect. Everybody gets a turn. It's your turn. Mm, that that's it. Ooh. So be careful how you treat people <laughs> when they're down or when right. they're broken. Because there's something in everybody's life that nobody wants people to know. He reached out to me privately. I, I didn't respond. I just didn't feel that there was a need for a conversation. I hope things are well. I don't know where he's at or what he's doing. But it was like, you know, scripture says you reap what you sow. Mm. And so, you know, that's, that's all I have to say. I have nothing negative to say. I don't know the gentleman. I didn't bring him up when I was going through. I brought nobody up. Okay. And Frank. Let Come me on. leave it alone. <laughs> boy, oh boy. The Come things on. I've seen. Yeah. The things I've seen. I said to God many years ago, let me extend the grace to other people that I hope to one day never need. Amen. I want to take a quick break. When I come back, I want you to answer the people that say John Gray is a fake pastor. Would be honored to have that convo. Call your friends. Tell them he's giving it up right here on the show today. How about a little bit of Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, give you. Yes, we got God's angels bringing us the word for Sunday worship. I see God's angels. I see God's angels marching. Oh, I see God's angels marching. Oh, I hear God's angels shouting. pastors or preachers uh, and they wait for pastors and leaders who are human to condemn others and then end up falling in that same thing. Mm. 
She can't find a sermon that I ever preached in all my days where I condemned somebody because of a behavior, an action, or an activity. Look at how Jesus handled people. He had dinner with Pharisees while prostitutes were wiping his feet with her hair. Mm. He talked to lepers and touched them before they were clean. He had dinner with wine bibbers, drunks, and tax collectors, sinners. He hung out with the worst of the worst and it did not infect him. He impacted them. I think about that because I'm not Jesus in that story. I'm the wine bibber. I'm the leper and he healed me. When people say you're a fake preacher, they don't understand that every human being has complexities. Every human being has duality. No one knows everything about any one person, uh, but I'm not a hypocrite. I don't play games with God. I'm human. I failed, but I don't play with the things of God. I need the same Jesus that I preach about. When people talk about a hypocrite, a hypocrite is not a person that says one thing and does another. Everybody sins. A hypocrite is somebody who says one thing and is another. That's the difference. Mm. I don't play games with God's resources. I don't play games with God's money. I don't play games with the word. I'm going to always lift Jesus up. People talk about fake. I don't want to hear no fake preacher. Well, you're probably going to have to put away about 50% of your gospel music. Mm. Because if we're going to start being real, the church has a reckoning. They want to pick and choose what things are right and wrong. You know, you got a whole lot of gay and lesbian people singing gospel music. And they stop singing and they stop writing. Half your music probably going to be gone. And nobody wants to talk about that. But the truth is the church has been lying for a long time and playing games with people's souls. And it's about money mm. for some, not all, but for some. It's not for me. It's for it's about souls. See, I preached at a homeless shelter in 1995. That's where I started. Nobody was there but dudes with crack pipes, needles, dime bags, and they would bring it to the altar. That was my offering. There was no camera, Frank. Nina, I preached to homeless men and I got a name on the streets in Cincinnati at the gospel mission. Other homeless people would say, you got to come here, this guy. They call me the homeless preacher. Mm. And that's still the greatest assignment I ever had. Wow. Not being at Joe Lowe's things, not having my own church, not being on TV, meeting Oprah, sitting at her house. None of that stuff is an achievement. The achievement was I saw the humanity in homeless men and I saw the eyes of Jesus in them the way I see it in everybody else. Just because you have money or status doesn't make you better than the person with the sign in their hand. And if I left today and no one ever heard of me, you can find me in downtown Cincinnati preaching to homeless men. Because I don't do this for money. I do this because I'm called to it. Because I saw God heal my mother of end-stage pancreatic cancer. I know what a miracle looks like. I don't play games with God. But I needed the same Jesus that I preached. And I'm so glad he was there for me. Amen. Pastor John Gray, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being so transparent. Don't leave me a comment, but keep the negative out of it because I only like to uplift people and share the positives. I don't like sharing the negatives, okay? This is just old school Queenie here. This is my old school view. This is me, old school Queenie. I like sharing some positives more than the negatives. My Lord, we need peace on earth. Father God, we need
What we need 